Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Modern Classrooms podcast. I'm Kareem Farah, co-founder and executive director of the Modern Classrooms Project. And I'm joined by co-host Zach Diamond, a Modern Classrooms implementer and mentor at DC International School. Hey, Kareem, how's it going? Good. How are you? How are you? Doing good. Just got started uh, in pre-service, so pretty busy, but doing good. Fantastic. And then we're also joined by our new co-host, Monty Woodard, a wonderful middle school science implementer of the model and also mentor. Monty, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit more about yourself, your teaching experience, your background, all that good stuff? Yeah, of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Monty, and I am entering into my fourth year of teaching. And I was a modern classroom implementer last year, so I did go through the fellowship program. Um, I recently moved from Washington, D.C., so I was at DCI with Zach last year, um, and now I am in Florida teaching at um, a really large middle school. It's almost 2,000 middle schoolers at this school, very large middle school in um, South Florida. Fantastic. Well, welcome, Monty. We're so excited to have you as a co-host. You're going to bring such an interesting perspective. It's exciting to have you know three former implementers all in different stages in their career and at different points with the model. And today's discussion is going to really focus on how teachers can actually roll out our blended self-based mastery-based model with students, parents, stakeholders, both in person and remotely, because obviously we know the challenges of the current moment. And I made sure to really use all of the tools that I knew that I would use pretty much throughout the school year, you know, as that first intro, you know, lesson to them on modern classroom. So, you know, pretty much after the relationship building and all that other stuff, I, you know, rolled out the model to them by having them practice. And it took, you know, on average two to three days, depending on the student. Um, And, you know, it was just a very different experience because in the past, you know, after, you know, the one or two days of getting to know the students, I feel like I jumped right into content and just started trying to teach them the stuff without fully knowing who they were as a learner. Um, just because of pacing and I really didn't have anything else to do. But I feel like, you know, by rolling out Modern Classroom and really having them learn the model, it truly gave me additional time to to really see who works fast and who works slow and, you know, really see who can read a document and understand and who is going to need more guidance. So I feel like whenever I did start rolling out content, I was a little bit clearer on kind of their learning needs, which was really interesting to see. I learned after my first year of implementation how silly it was that I didn't teach the students the model using the model. And then more importantly, I think Monty and Zach, you both highlighted the importance of using low stakes content initially so that kids actually get comfortable with the routines, right? Because if you launch the model with a challenging content lesson, your kids are actually juggling two different things at the same time. They're juggling like this new learning environment where they're self-directed where they're no longer sort of kind of taking a sit and listen approach to teaching and learning. And on top of that, they might be learning an actual new content skill. And that's kind of overstimulating for some students. For some students, it may not be, but for other students, it is. So what I thought was really powerful about starting the first day or the second day of class with them watching an instructional video about the model was I made it a point for myself to just walk around the room and have a one-on-one conversation about life with every single student. So, you know, I used it as an opportunity to get more one-on-one time with kids to learn about their, you know, passions, their likes and dislikes, their goals. You know, if they didn't like math, I wanted to hear them say that. If they loved math, I wanted to hear them say that. I wanted to kind of shake up some of those, you know, traditional norms that may have thought about teaching and learning and have great discussions with the kids. 
You don't even have to call it the modern classrooms model, although I will, like capital M, capital C. I think that kids are expecting videos, and so I'm just going to tell them, here's how the videos are going to be presented to you. This is what you have to do while you're watching. This is what you have to do after you watch the video. And, and that's, that's my plan. That's the model. You know, how long do you think it takes students to adjust to this new learning environment? Yeah, I think it depends on the kid. It depends on each student. Um, some of my students got it immediately, uh, within a week or a few weeks, and some of them needed to be directed to the pacing tracker until the end of the year. Um, I will say, though, that I was surprised by some of the students that got it quickly, who I'd taught before, and I didn't think were going to be as successful as they were based on my prior experience with them. I think that the model... Um, it's it's not what students expect, and if it's your first time implementing it, it's not what the teacher expects either. And so a lot of kids that, I mean, I think that we don't give all the kids enough credit sometimes. Like every single kid is doing their best. Every kid wants to be successful in that classroom. And this model, like if it gets the teacher off their back a little bit, it lets the kids thrive. And so your question is how long did it take for the majority of students to get uh, comfortable with the model and I, I would say it was within a month but like I would just emphasize how some of those students were a surprise for me and I was really happy to see that right hello my name is Whitney Moore I teach in Chicago Illinois I work with fifth and sixth graders teaching math and science to diverse learners the best part of my school year as a modern classrooms educator was just the pure joy that the data tracker brought to my classroom. At first, I thought the data tracker would be something that some students would be a little shy about, but the students were all in. They were excited to see their names on the tracker, to see their progress being celebrated by their classmates. Students were competitive, but encouraging. It was just such an amazing thing to see. I love my data tracker and I will use it forever. You know, when, when you have a student who's struggling to kind of capture how the model works, it's actually a red flag that that student really needs support with self-direction, you know, self-motivation, self-awareness. So, you know, we've had some teachers at times get a little bit frustrated, especially early on. They might have a class period that's uniquely challenging for them to manage. But they say, like, I can't stop doing this model because this is what my students actually need. The fact that they are struggling with this is a, a greater indication of how important it is that I am putting students at control of their own learning. It doesn't mean that I may not make, need to make adjustments, you know, more scaffolds and structure and all that good stuff. But every time I hear a teacher share the challenges with kids adjusting, they also always couple that with sort of this reaffirmation that this is actually what they need to be doing with their students. It's funny because at my new school now, I tell people all the time, you know, when they're getting to know you and they ask about like my classroom management style. And I tell them, I was like, yo, I used to be this very intense, like micromanager of a teacher, everything like ducks in a row. I like the kids to do what I asked when I asked. And, you know, last year, it took me a really long time. Kareem will tell you every time him or Rob came to my class, I was freaking out about how everything seemed unorganized and no one was doing what they were supposed to. And they were just wasting, wasting so much time. And Kareem was always like, yo, it looks really good. What are you talking about so I think it took me longer than it took the kids to like fully be comfortable it, I, I think it was like November before I felt fully comfortable uh just letting everything be how it was um and you know deal with the controlled chaos of my class 
Yeah, you know, thinking about it now, I I don't actually think that I even did that much work of, around introducing the pacing tracker. I had one because when I went through the fellowship, you were like, you need a pacing tracker. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have a pacing tracker. And so I remember, sh- you know, showing it to kids and just telling them like, hey, this is just going to be the way that we keep track of where we are. And I really kept it as simple as that. And for the most part, um, I actually never had any issues with students, you know, coming to me saying like, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't like this or I don't like that. Um, You know, I used first initial last name last year, um, which I know, you know, also freaks a lot of people out. You know, this year being in a new district, a new school, I actually probably will make it anonymous just because I don't know their rules around names and other stuff. But I think we freak out more than the kids will. They actually don't care that much. Like as long as you are framing it, framing it in a way of like, it's not like competition It's not to say that you're behind It's really just to show, you know, what you've mastered and what you need to revise and, you know, maybe where you need to pick up the pace just a little bit. I did not give them the opportunity to like, not do the thing. So they would come to me and just, you know, have all these excuses. I can't do this or, or really it was more vocally. I don't want to do this really, if I'm being honest. Um, And it was just one of those things of, because I feel like everything was very guided. I was like, okay, you know, it's your grade, you know, kind of thing. You, you don't have to do it. But I feel like they were just very frustrated with that response. Cause I feel like old me before a modern classroom, I would have very much entered into this banter with them back and forth of like, no, you need to do your work because your grade is going to suffer. And I feel like I would have went back and forth with them. But last year I was just very adamant of being like, nope. Okay. All right. Great. You, you were in control. So you can sit here the whole period and stare at your Chromebook and not do your work. And that's it. Right. And you know what that what that does, and I think it, you know in the end, whether you're a student or an adult, you learn best from your mistakes. So I think sometimes we as educators, particularly when we teach traditionally, stop kids from making the mistake, which means we stop them from learning from the mistake. So if every single time a kid is disengaged, we say reengage, 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 then we're not even letting the kid realize what happens when they disengage. I had a lot of kids in the first couple of weeks of class throw the, you're not teaching me oh, um, yeah. line to me, right? And I always thought it was super interesting because <laughs> yeah. it was really wild to me. I was like, what do you mean I'm not teaching you? Like I built this video for like an hour last night. Stop telling me I'm not teaching you. And you know, what I realized at the time was the reason they're saying that was because they're actually anxious that they're not going to get to hear my actual voice in person. Like they were worried that somehow they were just going to learn on a computer. And the way that I combated that was that I showed them that by running this model, I could actually spend more time with them. Like, you want to know why I'm actually teaching you? Because after you watch this instructional video, if you're still struggling, you're going to do a one-on-one or a small group instruction with me. And it was my way of saying, look, I'm actually more available now that I'm doing this, not less. I think that the most positive feedback that came from parents in terms of the model wasn't about the model specifically, but about the data that the model gave me to give to the parents. It made communicating with parents really simple and clear. And I, I would always feel a little bit like nervous when I would sit down to write an email to a parent whose kid was doing poorly. Um, but this just made it, it in the same way that the pacing tracker makes the data objective. I felt like I was just communicating an objective fact. Like 
I would say, okay, the student is three lessons behind and the due date is, is next week, right? But what I'm trying to say is that we can help the student, we can support the student to catch up. Um, and so communicating data in that way, really, I think that it put me on the parent's good side in a lot of ways. You know, and so I feel like I did have some that were skeptical in the beginning, not necessarily pushback. They were just kind of like, I know my child and my child can't do this is really what a parent actually said to me. And, you know, my response was like, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and I I feel like I I did, you know, the model forced me to communicate a little bit more frequently, um, you know, and I definitely did do that. I like Zach, I sent a a biweekly email to them with the I, I sent out the pacing tracker. Um, I sent out the current HyperDoc that we were working on. You know, I love HyperDocs and because everything was late, I was so easy to just give parents access to that as well. Um, and I just told them kind of like what we were doing. And, you know, I had some parents that would email me and say, well, I noticed my kid, you know, with their kids CC'd and they'd be like, why are you two lessons behind? You know, and it was just, it was really great because there was a handful of parents that helped me help the child stay accountable. And it was just like a really, really great thing to see. And that just about covers it. Folks, we'll be trying to generate our podcasts every two weeks. So thank you for listening. Look out for episode three that will be coming out in a few weeks. And have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, everyone. Bye, Kareem. Bye, Monty. Bye. Thanks for having me.